Welcome, everyone, to the Nomad on Fire podcast, the show all about the digital nomad lifestyle coupled with financial independence. We'll also be exploring tips and tricks on other lifestyle optimization strategies. I'm your host, Eric. Thanks for being here. Let's jump right in. All right. Simon Severino, CEO of Strategy Sprints. Welcome to the Nomad on Fire podcast. Hey, Eric. Hey, Nomad Nation. So cool to be here. Yes. Thank you so much for being on the show. Been, been looking forward to chatting with you. This should be a, a fun one for the, for the audience. So uh, with that, let's, uh, let's dive right in. If you don't mind uh, getting us started with what your background and just what your story is. I'm a freedom guy, like everybody listening right now. I'm all about freedom. Don't fence me in. Don't, don't tell me what to do. I go my own way. And so I started by studying something that then didn't become my main occupation. I did study philosophy and psychology, then became a psychotherapist. And I was bored sitting there listening to these stories So I continued in um, leadership training, and that's when I found my passion. From that day, I have started flying, and I did fly for 17 years nonstop from one stage to the next, helping teams systemize and do especially go-to-market, go-to-market strategy execution. So how really how to dominate markets. That's what I did. Fast forward, I fire myself. I'm I, I become my my own CEO. Now I run a small company, and I think, which of these guys am I now gonna call? Now who's gonna who's gonna consult me? And none of them, none of them had my trust. So there was something fundamentally broken in the system and I was part of that broken system. And now would I pay 30K, 50K, 100K for them to come here, make a workshop and then uh, spit some reports? I wouldn't. So let's change it. And I started creating what I really needed. I needed somebody. I don't need workshops. I don't need any blah, 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 with a lot of people. What I need is action and around my action, specific, short, quick, blueprint-style support. So like Spider-Man and the guy in the chair. Hey, should I kick the left door or should I kick the right door? And then he goes, give me a second. Because they kick the left door. That's what I needed. And uh, it was missing. So we built it. It's technologically possible. We built it. It's not a strategy sprints method. It's all over the place. And um, I am enjoying it now, uh, running and and growing and and nurturing it from the far. That's where I am now. Amazing. Yeah, but I definitely want to ask you about strategy sprints, but maybe before I I get there. um, So you said you were... uh, like a, a psychotherapist, right? Before you got into kind of leadership training and development, how did that background influence your your thoughts on moving into leadership training? 
That's a great question because now, like 20 years later, I realize that the foundation was still Sigmund Freud, Carl Gustav Jung, Milton Erickson. These are the guys where I learned the craft. And when I say the craft, it means the craft of listening, the craft of seeing the other person where they really are, where their comfort zone is, how much push they need, how to help them discover their blind spots, helping them unlock beast mode, and then pushing them into beast mode. This is what you learn in in deep psychology. And this is what you need in business, actually, because this is the foundations of sales. This is the foundation of building good products. And that's exactly what business is about, building good products and getting them across. So now, looking back, I have learned 70% of my skills there. Wow. Yeah, I love love getting into beast mode. So let's... Uh... Let's uh, see what we, we have there. Some, some maybe some tips for the uh, for the listeners. So strategy sprints, and then the like subtitle right is double your revenue in ninety days. So can you kind of talk a little bit more about it? Like, what are some of the like core principles or some of the philosophy behind this? It's really helpful when you have a nomadic lifestyle because you want your business to be as easy to run as possible. You want it to run even if you if you have a pandemic coming, if you have a hurricane coming, if you want to move and in the in the new spot you you don't have yet your Wi-Fi installed, you want it to be really solid in terms of systems. And that's what we do. So we coach in cycles of 90 days, and in these 90 days, we install the core systems, the operating systems, and we push sales because. Part of the core systems is how you onboard, how you deliver. And if you do that well, you can improve sales by 99% in 90 days. This is what we do. And it's really three simple things because everybody is, Simon, how can you double the revenue in 90 days? It's not that hard. It's three things. First one is the conversion rate of your existing leads. You don't need more leads. You have enough leads. Most of the people right now, they don't need any marketing. They know enough people. They have enough conversations. These conversations, if you close them 25% better, which is possible, you just need to improve 2% every week for 12 weeks. That's exactly our program. And then you close them better. You have raised the conversion rate by 25%. Now, without any ad spend, now we go to the price. Do you have really the max price? Did you really experiment in a structured way until you find the max price? Most people don't because they don't know how to do it. So we do our method with them and then we find the max price. The max price is on average around 20 to 28% higher than their current price because we help them find a better positioning. You usually let people compare it to the wrong things. So positioning is first and then packaging it, making it more irresistible in terms of the package, a time and an outcome. Many people lack the time and the outcome. So if you say a 21 days uh, weight loss program, that's strong because the 21 days, that's a good package. If you even say, I help you uh, lose eight pounds instead of five, 
or instead of not defining it, that's how you can package it better, especially the non-tangible outcomes. So make them tangible. That's again, 25% in increased price. And the last bit is to increase the frequency. Frequency means the sales time, reducing that from six to 12 months, reducing it to 12 days with a good email series. We are quite good at implementing email series. And so with a nice nurturing series of emails, you can shorten your sales time to 12 days. Plus, thinking about upsells and cross-sells. Most people don't have a systematic way of upselling, cross-selling. Again, 25% in shorter sales time, that's the frequency. You put these three 25% together, you have a 99% increase in revenue. And uh, so that's not that hard. We do it every week. That's that's so cool. I, I want to dig in a little bit further on, on some of those points. So I guess the first one, so... Con- Existing leads, right? Converting those better. What are some of like the the tips or strategies that, that you work with people on uh, for that one? So before you hop on a sales call, how do you prepare? We call this the sales script, meaning designing a flow of the conversation that will be as natural as possible. But it will only be as natural as possible if you are very well prepared. And that's what the sales script does. One script for the whole team, for the whole organization. And in that script, there are 10 points that you need to get right. And and the typical mistakes that we see because we get their sales recordings and we give them feedback every week. And so we see people starting with the features too early. They talk features too early. You you talk benefits. You have to have their pain really Um, on the table. You have to understand where they are before you go into any solutions. Most people jump into solutions far too early. Then the next thing is they say they price too early. And then the the whole arc is over. If you you start with the price, they don't listen to you anymore. The the thing is over. (laughs) And, uh, And so after you say the price, you have to shut up for 10 seconds, 15 seconds. They don't hold that space and let the other side steer in that tension that the other side wants to relieve. And the relief is when they say, okay, let's go. <laughs> so all this, all this dramaturgy of the flow of the conversation, having a natural, but also having this a very good tension of where they are, where they want to be, the, the pain of being in between, and now letting the whole thing really jumping forward. Ching! and then closing the deal. That's a good flow. And we help them do that. That's how you increase the conversion rate in the sales call. Very nice. Yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense. I feel like it would be it, just like anything, right? You have to go into that with the sales call with, with a plan, right? So having that script and kind of working through those steps and, and going through that flow, I feel like that. Absolutely. Be- it's, like, it's like when I want to learn weightlifting, I go to a trainer he looks at my angles. He makes it a photo. He says, look at your hip mobility, Simon. We have to work on your hip mobility. It's these small things, but they make a huge difference. And just with this feedback, hey, look at your hip mobility. My, my weightlifting trainer uh, have, has brought me uh, 20, 25 kilograms up in, in the same deadlift just because he sees the position. And so I'm not wow. stronger than before. And uh, it's technique. Yeah. And um, and that's the same thing in sales. 
Interesting. Speaking of which, I need to, <laughs> I need to improve my own hip mobility. <laughs> it's pretty bad lately. Uh, um, how about how about the second piece there? How about pricing? Is that that people? What do you see a lot? Are people just undervaluing like what they can deliver for their clients? Is it that they haven't like done the market research? What what is that that you you see most often in terms of the pricing? So many moving pieces. Let's focus on the ones that I see most frequently. Market research, yes, that's important. Most people do not get the real pain point on the other side. So you build your features, you love your features, and you build them and you build them and you build them, but you lose sight of what the other side really has. What's the, what's the hair on fire problem on the other side? It's either time or it's cash or something similar. Now, get to that point and improve the features around that first. Then you have traction. When you have traction, then you can lose more time on on fancy features. This is one thing that people do wrong. The other thing that people do wrong is that they fall in love with the solution, not with the problem. So when you fall in love with the solution, every technical change will derail you. And technology is changing all the time. Look at what gold is, is, is doing right now that Bitcoin is here. And everybody's discussing if Bitcoin is the new gold. And uh, it's a very serious discussion. And uh, we don't know what's going to happen. But it could possibly be that Bitcoin is the new gold. So this is how technology changes. So if you fall in love with the solution, you are lost if you fall in love with the problem, what, it, what is the problem behind both Bitcoin and gold? The problem is, how do we treasure worth? How do we store value in a way that is fair, quick, and accessible for everybody? This is the problem. If you fall in love with this problem, you can be somebody that for 10 years may, makes a lot of money trading gold, and now uh, we'll do the next 10 years trading Bitcoin. If you fall in love with the solution, you will be uh, substituted by the new technology. So always stick with the problem. The problem, typical problem is time and cash. Stay with them and then build around that. Never lose sight of the hair on fire problem. That's the one thing you need to have in focus and not spending two and a half hours on Clubhouse is probably not solving any problem of anybody. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. It, it seems if you're if you're focused on the problem, right, it keeps you open-minded to any solution that's out there rather than just being focused on the one thing that you think will fix it when there could be something simpler and cheaper out there. There is this, there is a simple method to find your best price. For most people, the best thing is to raise the price by 5% for every new user until you hit a 40% no, because then you are in your sweet spot, which is a 60% yes. And then you are probably now onto your right price. That's the first thing to do. It's a simple process, but like most simple things like deadlifts, is also very, very simple and squats, but how many are doing deadlifts and squats every day and push-ups? Nobody. Who is doing it? The people who have a trainer 
uh, or, or who have found a supportive system to do it, like, I don't know, CrossFit or YouTube videos or whatever is a supportive system that helps them. It's very simple to find your price, but people are not doing it. With a sprint coach, they do. Without, they don't do it. And um, the next thing about the price is when you invoice and how you invoice. Time for money is the worst idea. So if you say a day rate, an hourly rate, that's the worst you can do. It's a miserable cash flow. It's a miserable position. A hundred reasons why this is the worst thing. The next worst thing is a retainer. Let's say you have a monthly retainer, 5K, 8K, 3K, whatever is your monthly retainer. Okay, that's the next worst thing. And if you are there, move to upfront payments, upfront high ticket payment. That's the best position to be in. And from, from many, for, for many reasons. First, your cash flow management will be so much more easy because now you know your numbers. You know your cash flow of next month. You know if to hire, who to hire, when to hire, for what to hire. And everybody else is flying blind. They're sleeping really badly. And even if you are on Bali and you are in paradise, but you are sleeping so bad, what's the point of being in Bali, right? True. Uh, <laughs> so that's why you need a, a tight cash flow system where you really control cash flow. And that starts with the, the way you invoice. Invoice upfront, high ticket. The next thing, and this is magical, when I started doing that, going from day rate, which was typical in my field, into upfront packages. Now it's 90 day, we double your revenue, you pay X upfront. And depending on the value, we calculate the price. Let's say you will have a value of 370,000 additional revenue in 90 days coaching. Then I will say, okay, you pay 37,000 and you pay upfront. Otherwise, there is not even the diagnostic first call, nothing. So you pay upfront. Now, what happens when somebody sends you 37K? They are now all in. They have skin in the game. They want their money back. And now we are talking. Now you have a client who is hungry. They are all in. You know, if you are a coach of a top athlete, that's what you have now. You have somebody who wants to win. They want to crush it or get their money back and fire you. And that's the best client to have. They are going all in. They will execute. Now you say to them, hey, do this, do this, do this. They will do it. They will do it. They will tweak it. They will tell you what's wrong. They will tell you what you need to improve. And this makes you better. So your team is now sharp. They are sharp. Everybody's fully committed. And this is the best start of a project. I love that. Yeah, what they, they're, they've done a bunch of studies, right? Like just psychologically, if, if you you know, invest money in something, you're, you're much more likely to stick it out. Is, is that, that's the case, right? Yes. If you put money into something, that was my trick. Actually, that was my trick because whenever I do weightlifting and then came the pandemic. So my trick was CrossFit because it's a group. I, I don't want to be the one guy who, who doesn't stand up again. So, okay. I mean, I mean, I mean, and so, but then came the pandemic. I had no group. I had no CrossFit. What do I do now? Two weeks, I was lazy like a frog. And then I, 
I took a how uh, a, a a personal trainer, and he said, "Yeah, no worries, Simon. You pay me after the hour." I said, "No, I want to send you three months up front." And he was, "No, you don't have to. I know that I don't have to. I want to. I want to pay the money because I, I will not uh, leash out of it if I pay it." it will commit me more. Otherwise, you know, first excuse, my kids are sick. And then I would say, oh, I have no time. Let's skip. But if I pay up front, I will not skip any hour. I will be there, whatever happens. And he said, oh, you are right. So I improved his invoicing system <laughs> unintentionally. And uh, yeah, it was much better. I did go there every single hour because I had paid for it. I love that. Yeah, just that commitment that yeah, you've paid for it, you know that you're not going to not going to back out or or skip days. Very nice. Simon, I want to ask you when you're working with, you know, business owners and and CEOs, how do you work with folks on like optimizing kind of like their daily schedule and routine? This is something that's that's a really interesting topic to to me personally, you know, do you work with folks on kind of time blocks like during the day or, or kind of different focus areas like each day of the week? Can you kind of uh, walk us through what that looks like? Yeah, it's funny that you ask because the strategy sprints method is really just three habits. Around that, there is a lot of 274 templates and blueprints, but the three habits are the core. Mm-hmm. Daily habit, weekly habit, monthly habit. The daily habit is track your time. So every day we ask the business owner and we have nice templates for them on the iPad. Usually they write down, okay, 6.30, kids breakfast, seven, uh, exercise, nine, shareholder calls, whatever it is, they write down their day. And this template asks you two questions. So for five minutes every day in the evening, before you write down the flow of the next day, you ask yourself these two questions. First, which one of these tasks could somebody else do better than me tomorrow? And the second one is, if I would live more intentionally and more freely, what would I do tomorrow? Two simple questions, but because they ask themselves this question every day. This is the most powerful thing you can do. Now they write it down. They identify their own obstacles in delegating more, in hiring more, in outsourcing more, and they start doing it. When you start doing it, you get this positive loop back that you have now won four hours of your time this week just because the bookkeeping is now outsourced. Four hours of my time. And that's the first positive kick. Now that you have this experience, you go, hey, what's next? Where can I get another four hours? I love this game. And this is how you get addicted to systemizing. And we want to get them addicted to systemizing because this is freedom. Systems are freedom. And so the next thing, okay, mm, can I do the same thing with the social media manager? Can I do the same thing with... Can I write a sales script and then people are going to do the sales? Oh my God, again, 10 hours, boom, 10 hours freedom. And now you start accumulating all these hours and you go, wow, now I run a business. It's not the business running me, 
Now I run a business. And this is the game of running a business is fighting for your time back, creating the systems that will run themselves so that you have your time back, you have your life back. And so this is the daily habit, write down your time. And from there, then we say, okay, what do we need to cut, delegate, or systemize so that this thing happens without you? And then we ask them, please put a four weeks vacation into your calendar right now, four weeks uninterrupted. <laughs> and most of our clients are in Silicon Valley and in Los Angeles, and they get a heart attack. They, they get a <laughs> panic attack. Four weeks? Sion! That's not possible. And we go, look, th this is a mindset problem right now. Yeah, I, 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 I hear you. I feel you. And uh, I am there also every year. But then I do it. I put it into my calendar. And this is such an important exercise, even if you just put it into next year's calendar. But this is so important because as soon as you do it, you start cleaning up. You start systemizing. That's why holidays are such a wonderful thing, because before you go on holiday, you bring everything in order. And that's, that's the peace, really. It's not so much the nature. Nature is wonderful. But the peace, the inner peace comes from before you go, you bring everything in order. Absolutely. Yeah, it gives you that. Uh, I think that's such a cool exercise. It gives you that incentive, right? You know if, if you're going to be gone for, for an entire month, right? Yeah, you better have those systems dialed in and, and have tasks and everything delegated and have owners and, and everything for them. Very cool. I think, yeah, it seems that um, you know, getting, getting folks out of the weeds so they can either have you know, more freedom, more time back, or be able to focus on you know, those higher level objectives in terms of, of growing the business. That's, that's so cool. Absolutely. I now run a, a multi-million dollar business in many countries in every time zone. And, you know, I play every day with my kids. I exercise twice per day. I have enough time with my wife every day. I, I have time to watch YouTube videos about Bitcoins, which <laughs> maybe is not... Uh, the best possible use of my time, but I like it. And it, it, it may be that something really relevant is happening in that space. It may be not, but I have now the time to allocate, to choose to allocate time to spend on that. And so this is, this is freedom for me. I choose what to do with my time and uh, I can stop anytime and change direction. This is for me freedom. I choose who I work with, when I work, where I work. How beautiful is that? And it's, it, it just bases on these simple three habits, daily habits of my time. The weekly habit is getting the right reports, all the marketing numbers, sales numbers, ops numbers. I get them every seven days. And the monthly thing is once a month, I take a big picture view of everything and ask, are we selling the right thing to the right people, solving the right problem at the right price at the right place? So where they gather. And is it still like that? Check, 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 check. Is it not like that? Okay, what do we need to change? That's once per month. That's my operating system. That's how you can run a global business uh, and stay sane and uh, enjoying the ride. 
Absolutely. Yeah. The, the freedom piece too. I, I love that having, being able to design your, your schedule and having that time freedom. I'm all about the time freedom is, is amazing. I'm trying to have, you know, financial freedom, location freedom and, and time freedom. You know, I feel like all of, all of those wrapped together. That's, that's what I'm, I'm striving for. Absolutely. And um, so in our mastermind, we are discussing what to outsource, how to outsource, how to systemize. And one of us, he just works in the morning. He makes 1 million uh, turnover per year. And he just works in the morning because he has five kids. And as, as soon as they come back from school, they go to into the woods and they have fun. And he has outsourced like 80% of the business. Wow. And it's amazing. He can do whatever he wants in the afternoon. And these kids, they are now young and want to spend time with him. In 10 years, they will say, hey, dad, see you later. <laughs> and you have to hope that they come back for dinner. So the time is now to enjoy these things. And um, I love to see when people find uh, a new hack uh, and a new, a new system that helps them and that really serves them. And I try to bring these people together in our masterminds, in our Facebook groups and say, hey, look, this is working for them. How can you share it? Absolutely. That's a great uh, segue as well. That's what I wanted to, to ask you about next. So you kind of mentioned, you know, um, lifting weights and in, in CrossFit, you know, spending quality time with the family. What are some of those other things, maybe from just like a, a habits or like a personal perspective that you try to do on a daily or weekly basis uh, that really help you out? My day has many things that are sacred and they happen every day at the same time. So before breakfast, I have one hour of running in nature that's 10 kilometers, and that's sacred every day. I think my streak right now is for 600, since 600 days I'm doing this. And wow. it's, just part, it's just part of the daily routine. Then there is work. Work is always different, but the first three hours of my work, they are called top three. So first three hours are deep work on my top three tasks, and I define them yesterday evening and today when i when i open my computer i see the top 3 tasks then the rest is different but comes 16:30 i will do half an hour of wim hof breathing every day and it's wonderful it's a reset it's perfect for busy ceos because it's so quick and it's so effective and then the evening is for my family. It's cooking for them uh, or, or eating with them, playing with them, bringing them to bed, which is an, an hour long. Uh, it's, it's two and a half hours of rituals because they are two and five. So it's about stories mm. and pajamas and all, this, all these things that you do with little kids, which is wonderful. And it's how my life is designed right now. And these are all pieces where everybody knows. My wife knows, my kids Alessandro is two years old, but he knows exactly tomorrow at which time will Papa be where. And this is important for small kids. So, and they love it. So he's in the kitchen, he starts playing Lego and says, Papa, do you play Lego? And I say, well, what hour is it? 
And he says, oh, it's 6.20. Okay, you will go running right now. <laughs> <laughs> and even and in the beginning, he was like checking the weather with Papa. He go running because it's, it's raining. Now he knows Papa doesn't check the weather. He just go running every day before breakfast. That's what Papa does. That's it. And so they don't miss me anymore. They know in one hour he'll be back. So, yes, it's, I have many parts that are sacred, that are always the same, and I enjoy them a lot. And around that, I can build an, a huge amount of freedom because everybody can rely on that. So he knows when he can play Lego with me. So it's not just it creates freedom for me. It creates also freedom for the people who are the dearest to me because they know exactly when they can have time with me. And this creates reliable relationships, which is super important to me. Absolutely. I love what you brought up there. It made me think of, um, I think it was an article I read a while ago, but the basic concept of it was that, you know, some people in terms of freedom think that that means they can just do whatever they want, right? Or there is no schedule for their day. Where really the the premise of the article was that actually having a schedule that you really enjoy every single day because you get to do all those tasks on a daily basis or activities that that you enjoy that's actually very freeing and it and you make sure that you hit all of those things every single day. What are kind of your your thoughts on that versus oh, I'm free because I, I don't have a schedule or I don't have these commitments versus having those daily rituals? I think structure enables play. And literally, so my two years old, he has a new impulse, a new idea. He says, okay, I, I want to play with dinosaurs, with Papa. Now, if, if his Papa is absolutely unpredictable, it, it will break his heart. He will try right now to come wherever I am. He has, to, he has to look for where is Papa. And then he has to check, does he have time? And so if he doesn't have time, maybe he says, oh, he doesn't like me. And, and that's horrible for a child. So my kids know exactly, depending on which hour it is. Oh, yeah, I want to play dinosaurs with Papa. Let me check the time. I know, oh, in 12 minutes, he will be here and I can play with him. So this creates freedom for me but also for the people around me. And this is what my life is. My life, it's not just me because I'm 41 years old. So my life is my wife, my kids, my friends, the people I serve, my team, my clients. This is my life. So when I think of freedom, I think of all these ripple effects. It's not just my exercise, my me time of reading a book. Uh, it's all in service of this people that matter to me. And so in that relationship, I think of freedom. And, and so in that relationship, freedom for me is, okay, everybody knows, reliable and steady uh, when we will play, when we will dance, when we will sing, and when you don't get me. <laughs> I think that's, that's perfect. Perfect way to uh, to end the episode right there. Simon, thank you so much for being on the show. Really enjoyed talking to you today. If people want to connect with you, they want to learn more, where's the best place they can find you at online? We are at strategiesprints.com. 
these time management tools, you can even download there at strategiesprints.com slash tools. And I personally, I hang out a lot in a Facebook group, in a private Facebook group called Entrepreneurship in Sprints. But if you say that you come from Nomad Nation here, I will let you in. If you say Eric or you say the name of the podcast, I will let you in. And we are discussing all these things about freedom, about sales, about systems. And we're having a lot of fun. Perfect. I will link all those up in the show notes. Cool. Simon, thank you so much for being on the show. Really appreciate it. Super cool. Keep rolling, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Nomad on Fire podcast. If you like the show, if you could do us a huge favor, and please subscribe on whatever platform that you're using to listen to this. If you could also leave a five-star review, that would really help us out and allow the show to be available to more people. See you next time on the Nomad on Fire podcast.